Welcome back to Show Me Your Artist License, the podcast that highlights and celebrates Black art and Black artists around the world. I'm your host, Rinsha, part-time artist and full-time lover of the arts. So today, I'm going to share some tips to have a great experience at an art museum. Now, a lot of people think that art museums are boring or intimidating, expensive, or a place that only rich people go to. That is not really the case, but it also depends on what museum you, ch- you choose. Museums can be great places to learn about you know, the culture around you, especially if you're in a city that has a big art community. Uh, museums are great for travelers. So I always go to a museum if I'm going to a new city. It is kind of like my first stop on my itinerary. And I go because one, I like art. And two, I like to see what is unique to that city when it comes to museums. Because different museums in different cities have, of course, things that are unique to them. This museum may have a certain artist that another one that I've gone to doesn't. And they may have a new exhibit that I haven't seen. And so I like going to them in new cities because it's fun. It breaks it up. (laughs) And you can meet other travelers because a lot of people do the same thing. They'll go to another city just to go to the museum. You can, of course, see new work. uh, Check out the architecture and the setup of this museum because not all museums are the same. There are some that are prettier than others, some that are smaller than others, and um, there are some that may take you a whole day to go through, and some that may take you maybe half a day. It depends. So I just like going to museums in different cities. They're, again, great for travelers. Museums are also good for field trips. Actually, that was the first time I have ever like gone to a museum is through a school field trip. Um, Remember, museums are supposed to be educational, a place for the people of the city to come and learn about art and culture. And so a lot of schools set up field trips, a lot of art programs set up field trips to the museum for children and students to learn. They always have special programs for students and children in museums, and they also may have a like a children's portion of the museum depending on the museum you go to but um, museums are great for field trips museums are also great for dates yes dates february is around the corner so (laughs) you know if you need a date idea museums are definitely it And I'm saying this because museums are great for starting conversations. Let's say both of you aren't really artsy and you go to a museum and, you know, you're trying to figure out the museum and you're trying to figure out what different pieces mean. And, you know, you may have an opinion on this piece. You may like it. You may hate it. Both of you may um, like it. One of you may not like it. So... Museums are great places for conversation and a lot of them have cafes or 
um, places where you could buy lunch. So you can make it like a half a day thing. And I think they're very cute. Great places to take photos. I've seen a lot of people have um, weddings at museums, receptions at museums, photo shoots at museums. They are, and they are, and they can be just a great resource for a lot of things. Another thing is you can go to the museum solo. I go to the museum solo all the time. You learn a lot about yourself, like, you know, these are the pieces I really like. This is how long I can actually stay in the museum if I'm by myself. How comfortable am I by myself in a crowd or how comfortable am I in a silent gallery? So I encourage and empower everyone to go to a museum by yourself once in your lifetime because it's a whole nother experience. And you can also go with friends or family children. I feel like museums, for me, I would love to make it a whole family thing in the future, but um, they're a great place to go and hang out and learn. Again, it's uh, you're supposed to learn at a museum. You will go in, look at pieces. You may learn one thing or you may learn several, but I feel like every time I at least go into a museum, I learned something. So yeah, that's that's my little spiel on my on museums. <laughs> trying to trying to encourage everyone, especially um black people to attend museums because I mean, they're there for everyone. And museums are also great when the weather outside is not that great. So for example, on those hot summer days, yes, I'm talking about you Florida, Houston, actually all of Texas, Arizona, Vegas, when it gets really, really, really hot and you want to go outside, but you don't want to be outside, if you get what I'm saying. So <laughs> museums are a great place to go because, you know, a lot of the pieces in the museum have to be in a climate controlled environment and they have to have some form of like AC or something something that's cool in the museum to maintain those pieces and so if it's hot outside and you want to do something fun but you don't want to be outside go to the museum also if it's raining outside and you don't want to stay home go to the museum and then if it's snowing outside and you actually risk it and go outside and want to do something but don't want to be in the freezing cold, you could go to the museum too. <laughs> um, I don't expect for the museum to be open when there's a natural disaster. It won't be open for hurricanes, tornadoes, earthquakes, all that jazz. But for those regular bad weather days, museums are a great way to just get out the house and do something different while staying indoors. So that's my other uh, spiel on museums. But besides all of that, I'm just going to share some tips that I've learned and I've read about throughout um, my time going to museums. And they've helped me when planning my museum trips. And I've had great experiences. 
I have museums that I really love, museums that are okay, and museums that uh, I'll just, uh, this will be the first and last time that I go. It's not that great to me. And it's all trial and error, but um, there are ways to make sure that you have a great museum experience. Because again, I would love to see more people, more black people go to museums and enjoy themselves. So let's go with the tips. So first things first, before you go, there are several steps you need to do. So one, pick a museum that you're interested in, in your area. And so a quick way to do that is to go on the Googles, (laughs) Google, Um, go on Google and type in art museums in insert your city here. Don't type, insert your city here, type your actual city. (laughs) Um, But yes, so um, you're going to type in art museums in, for example, New York. And it's going to list all of the museums in that city or in your area. And you're going to open a couple of tabs. You're going to open them in different tabs so you can see and look at their website to see what you naturally gravitate towards. Shout out to the people with like 50 million tabs open because that is me and I don't like closing them. And I may open a new window, but that new window will have multiple tabs. Um, But yes, (laughs) have your tabs open with the different museums. First things first, check their hours. Check if they are still functioning. Um, I know a lot of places have shut down due to the pandemic, so we want to just double check that. Check their hours, go on their site, just look through their site. Is this museum calling to you? Do they have an exhibit that is of interest to you? Do you think that you can see yourself walking around in this museum? Um, There are different types of art museums. For example, there are fine art museums. So they are more traditional and have like more of the historical pieces. Then you have the contemporary art museums that may be more like edgy and um, new with the trends. And you'll have art from newer artists or artists that are alive and then you have your modern art museums that are similar to contemporary in a way and so you know there are different types of art museums so pick the ones that you like I mean I like a good mix like I will go to a contemporary art museum if I want to see some like cool looking things that I've never seen before If I want to stay traditional art history type feel, I'll go with the Museum of Fine Arts. And again, it depends. For me, it depends on what exhibits do they have and what pieces are they currently showing. And um, so definitely check that out, too. And so once you picked the museum that is calling you, that's like, come visit me, come visit me. Um... Next thing you're going to do is check out those ticket prices. I know one thing people tend to think is that museums are expensive. And there are some that can be expensive, like the major ones and in Europe and things like that. But um, not all of them are like that. 
And in order to figure out which museum is within your budget, you have to check out their site. And a lot of them have different price tiers based on whether or not you're a member of the museum. So tickets are either like free or, or deeply discounted if you're a member of that museum. And they have all sorts of things. Like for example, if you're a student, you can either get a discount on tickets at museums or in some cases you can go into museums for free. It depends again on the museum. And then also if you are in the military or you've served in the military, so they have discounts for veterans or active duty, you can get those uh, discounts for tickets. And then next, they also have like discounts for children, senior discounts also. So if you don't fall into any of those buckets, don't be discouraged. You can still go to the museum at a discount depending on the museum because some museums have certain days where it is free. So admission is free and um, it's usually during the week because the weekends it's probably where they get the most of their the their money because more people are out and more people go to the museum on the weekends. Also keep that in mind. If you don't like the crowds and you want to avoid people and you're like an introvert that <laughs> that is just like, mm, I, I can deal with only like maybe three people in this gallery with me at a time. Go during the weekday. And if you want to triple check, like when the museum is not as busy, just call them and say, hey, you know, I don't want to go. I don't want to go um, to, to your museum when it's busy. Can you tell me which day is like the slowest? And they know. So they'll let you know. So, yeah. So there are days that are free or discounted. And there are also free museum nights. Depending on the museum, there may be like a monthly like Friday at the museum or Thursday at the museum where you can experience the museum at night and they may turn it into a full event. So they'll have like DJs, food for purchase, drinks for purchase, and you get to see the, the museum at night and experience it in another way than you normally would in the daytime. I love museum nights like I've gone to the one in um at the Brooklyn Museum which was very very fun they had different artists from a from the area performing and so it's like oh my gosh I get to look at art I get to experience like culture with people um I get to meet new people and it's just fun just fun nights at the museum and museums will also have different events throughout the year just check out their calendars yeah, and those events may be free or discounted too. So you don't always have to pay for admission for a museum. Another thing I would like to make note of is that a lot of museums have partnerships with different companies and banks, etc. So for example, if you have like Bank of America or Chase and the museum has a good partnership with either of them, 
and you are a card holder, you may have the ability to have free admission on certain days. They may have a Bank of America card holder day or a Chase card holder day and you get to go to the museum for free. Or if you are part of an organization that is affiliated with the museum um, or if you are a teacher, educator or you know, professor, different things like that that are affiliated with art or just in general, you may be able to get a discount or free admissions to the museum. Before you pay full price, definitely check their site to see if you can go for free or discounted because why spend the money when you don't have to? There are different ways. <laughs> and so one other thing to note is that if you do go on on a free night or if you get a free um, admission or discounted, it may not count towards special ex- exhibits. So exhibits are temporary shows at the museums. So they may be there for three to six months or maybe a year, and then they're going to move to another museum. Or that may have just been the only um, exhibit at that museum. So it's temporary and it, and the pieces shown are not going to be like the permanent pieces in that museum. So the pricing for exhibits may be more expensive than a regular admission ticket for the general museum, maybe like $10, $15 more. And so they may not count that towards the free admission day. And on the free admission day, you may not be able to go into that exhibit. So if you really want to see that exhibit, you should definitely, one, check if there's a discount for you. And if you if you meet the needs to get a discount for that exhibit, two, get the exhibit ticket because you'll be able to see the exhibit and you'll see the general museum while you're there. Because if you get the general ticket, you most likely will not have the ability to see the exhibit because they price it different. Just keep that in mind. Of course, they'll have that on their site. And if you have to call the museum to verify, do that. And so I say definitely get your your tickets in advance so that you have it. That's one less thing to think about. If you can't get it online or that's not accessible to you, Definitely go to the museum itself and you can buy physical tickets. If you want to wait the day of, you can, but you run into that um, issue of them possibly selling out. And I know there are a lot of museums that are doing timed timed uh, museum visits to make sure that the museum isn't crowded. And so keep all of those things in mind when you're purchasing a ticket. The next thing you want to do is to check to see what you can and cannot bring to the museum. So there are a lot of rules around what you can and cannot bring. It's mostly for the safety of the art. You know, there's been in history a lot of art destroyed by mistake, on purpose, etc. Art stolen. So they like to be very careful with what people bring into the museum. For example, if you had a big backpack and you're standing next to a sculpture that's on a little table or a pedestal and you turn around quickly because you're like, oh my gosh, this art on this wall here is even better than this one behind me. And you turn around real fast and you hit 
the sculpture with your backpack and it falls to the ground, that's that's an issue. Because first of all, that sculpture could be like a million dollar sculpture. Second of all, like it, it's just chaos. <laughs> so to avoid all of that, museums put in place rules to um, protect the art and also to protect uh, everyone who's visiting. So just double check what you can and cannot bring to the museum. Also, you may not want to bring a lot of stuff because you're going to be walking around. You're going to have to hold it. Some museums may have a locker that you can put your stuff in. Others may not. So I would just travel light, pack light, as Erica Badu would say. <laughs> and um, give yourself the opportunity to... Um, just enjoy the experience without holding like 50 things in your hand because you know you'll have your phone you may have a camera you may have a map different things like that so pack light and next thing you want to do is check out the rules on photography and just general museum protocols they may have it on the website but um some museums don't allow photography at all so if you wanted to bring that camera that you had, you may not be able to because you won't be able to use it and there's no point in bringing it unless you take pictures before you walk into the museum and after you walk out of the museum. That could be an option. There are museums that allow photography, but you can't have flash just to protect the art. And then there are museums where you could do photography without flash, but there are certain pieces that you cannot take pictures of. And so they'll have signs around and there also will be a staff, a museum staff, like guarding the pieces and just checking out what people are doing um, that will definitely remind you whether or not you can take photos. They will come up to you. <laughs> it's happened to me once I didn't have my flash on but, but my camera has this like a little red light that just goes off when it takes photos it's not that big of a flash but if you're in a dark gallery um, and galleries are where they display the artwork within a museum they're different rooms um, if you're in a dark gallery and your camera has this little light on it even though it's not flash like they're going to come up to you just to say, what's that flash? Even though it's not just, you know, clarify. <laughs> you don't want to be thrown out of the museum, especially if you paid. Yeah, no. So you want to make sure that you are aware of how big this museum is going to be because you want to time how long you're going to be in this museum. So there are museums that are big, like again, you can spend a whole day in them and there are museums that you may spend maybe an hour to two hours in there. I always, um, I always reserve like maybe two hours for my museum visits because you never know, like there may be a section of the museum that you spend more time in and you like the most, or it may get a little crowded and, there may be a lot of people looking at the same piece you want to look at and you can't look at it until they move. So you always have to account for different things. So I always say like an hour to two hours 
minimum for the museum and it's up to you how long you want to be in a museum but be realistic because you're going to be walking around and although there are benches and there may be a little cafe where you can rest and gift shops where you can shop and just get away from the main museum itself you did not go to the museum to sit down you went to go and explore and look at art and different things so don't get museum fatigue it's a thing basically when you spend too much time in a museum you're like overwhelmed tired it's it, it will happen break it down if you have to go back to that museum another day later on to see the rest of it do that but don't feel pressured to see the entire thing and one way to figure out how long you think you will need or you are going to need for your museum visit is to check their map a lot of museums have their map and an outline of the inside of their museum on their site and it will show how many floors they have how big it will also show what type of art they may have displaying in each section of the museum and if you don't get the chance to look at that online you can always pick up a map in the museum when you go but if you're a planner like me and want to know everything before you go definitely check online some museums also have virtual tours so you can get a feel for the museum before you go and you can decide okay well i like this part of the museum and i don't like this part so i'm gonna stay here for like 30 minutes to an hour and i'm gonna go to this part of the museum for like 30 minutes to an hour okay here are the restrooms okay, here's the cafe. Let me put in, you know, some time for that too. And of course I want to go to the gift shop at the end. So if you're a planner like that, definitely check that out on their site. And one more thing, museums are climate controlled and slash temperature controlled because like I said before, you have to keep artwork at a certain you know in a certain environment at a certain temperature and so it may be a little chilly in there so definitely when you're thinking about dressing dress comfortably wear comfortable shoes because you're going to be walking going to be walking there may be stairs maybe elevators you're going to be walking and um, dress comfortably You could do comfortable and cute so you could take pictures if you want. I always bring or wear like either a long sleeve or bring a light jacket with me because it will get a little chilly. Have something for the cool rooms and galleries within the museum. And yeah, so those are my tips for for planning your museum trip before you go. So it is the day to go to the museum and you wake up you're excited you know you listen to Rinsha and you got your tickets early or you listen to Rinsha and you're like I'm gonna go get my ticket at the museum itself because I love physical tickets either way is fine anyway it's the day of you have your cute comfortable outfit you have your comfortable shoes you already checked the protocol on their website and you're like oh yeah they they allow you to take photos and you brought your camera you are ready for your 
time at the museum. And so you pull up to the museum and you walk in and you're like, whoa, this place is huge. (laughs) What do I do now? Don't worry, I'll give you some tips on what to do while you are at the museum because there are a lot, but I'll just give you like, you know, the quick things to look out for. So first things first, when you get into the museum, there's going to be a lot of people. Um, It depends really, but there's going to be a lot of people. But the main thing that you need to do is find the museum staff. A lot of the museum staff are like, they can be like administration or um, docents. So they're like volunteers who work at the museum or they work at the museum. And a lot of them will have like, they have their special attire. So they may be wearing all black or they may have their badges. You'll see them when you go in. Um, And they're there to answer any questions that you may have. There's also a information desk at most museums. I think all of them should have one. And if you ever have a question or need help to find anything, definitely check them out because museums, going back to the myth that they're intimidating, they are big, but once you get to know the museum, you should be fine. Unless, of course, you're at like, the Louvre or like, you know, huge ones in in Europe. But again, they still have people helping out. So don't worry. Anyways, you go in, they scan your ticket. And first thing I will do is find a map. Now, if you planned ahead, you probably checked out the map online. Some museums have the give you the ability to download an app or to download the map on your phone so that you don't have to carry on carry around paper but if they don't definitely go to the info desk or when you first check in get a map from the staff and so this is the map will be helpful because it will show you where the restrooms are where um everything is and then you can use the map to navigate around the museum And the next thing I would say is that a lot of museums have tour guides. So if you don't feel like doing it by yourself, like, you know, this museum is huge. I don't want to walk around by myself. I feel like I'm going to get lost and I don't know what's going on. Don't worry. There may be tour guides around to assist you and they can take you around and show you the different pieces there may be tours going around so you'll be in a group of people and you get to go around the museum and still experience it me I haven't been to a museum where I needed someone to walk around or needed to go on a tour maybe when I go to like those huge museums I'll probably like go on a tour because it's a quicker it's a quick way to um, go through them but um, don't feel don't feel defeated if you have to go on a tour. Like same thing. And plus, the docents or volunteers or the staff they know a lot about the museum and will have answers for any of the questions you may have for a certain piece, etc. So definitely take advantage of that. They also have because of technology. They also have audio guides. So you can actually rent out headphones um, 
at or buy them or bring your own and they may give you like a little uh a little set to listen to uh to guide you through the museum and it will show you like this piece is this and it will give you some facts about certain pieces and it's a good way to get to know the pieces in the museum through the audio guide again some museums are very high tech and have apps for that and you can download the app or go on their site and pick which gallery or exhibit you're going to visit within that museum and they'll give you a tour of it um, through you know the app with your headphones and someone will speak to you and you know guide you through the museum if you want to do that or you could just avoid the guides altogether and just figure everything out by yourself and just walk around um i i feel like that's more of an adventure and um i like doing that (laughs) but i do i do get a map because especially if I've never been to the museum because I don't want to get lost that's like my fear to get lost in the museum and like stuck there they'll find you but like (laughs) that's always been my fear oh gosh okay so you have your map your guide and you're ready to look at the art So in museums, there are different sections based on different time periods and um, or different artists. And so they usually have that uh, they have signage everywhere. So if you are looking for art from the let's see, art from the Renaissance period, and your museum has it, they'll most likely have that title, you know, art from Renaissance period, and they'll have the dates. So there are signs everywhere so you know where you're going. If not, again, ask the museum staff. So once you go into a, they call it like gallery, it looks like a room, and it's where the pieces are on the wall. Um, there may be some interactive pieces, depending on the museum. They're just there may be just pieces on the wall, 3D pieces, sculptures, etc. If you want to read more about that, about the artwork in that gallery, there most likely will be a like a statement. Um, that the curator put together or the artist put together so um, near the entrance or near the first piece and it may be like a paragraph to two paragraphs long depending and you can read through it to get a feel for why they have this art here and what is this art about and what you are going to see. And so I always read like the art statements or the curator statements. A lot of people call it like object labels for the pieces and it will explain what this piece is and go into detail, etc. But I always read that just to get an idea of what I'm looking at <laughs> because again, art what's cool about art is that it's up to your interpretation so one person may like it another person person may hate it but the thing is like if there's an artist statement or a statement 
um, by the curator as to why they put these pieces together, it makes more sense. You have the ability to understand why. You don't have to like it, but you understand why and what's going on in a certain piece. Because looking at certain pieces, you may see, oh, um, there's a dog and a cat and they're looking out the window, but what does this even mean? And then the artist, you know, is like, well, the dog signifies this and the cat signifies this and the window signifies this. And I painted it on a Tuesday, which signifies this. Like you want to be able to know everything about this piece. And so that's why there are artist statements and um, curator statements around. And they're not that long to read. And when you're in in an exhibit, the curator um, who usually puts the show together will write about the exhibit and why they pick the pieces they picked to put together and what is the meaning behind the exhibit, what's the message behind the exhibit. So pay attention. They're good to read. I usually like read them and then take a picture of them just to refer back to if I have any questions and already passed it. Um, but yeah, next you will see the art on the walls or they will be in the middle of the floor and be careful. You know, you can't, you shouldn't touch any of it. Um, unless it's an interactive thing, but most art, you can't touch it. They will have people watching you. So don't do it. <laughs> Again, you don't want to get kicked out of a museum. No. And what I like to do is after I read any artist statement or curator statement, I will just walk around slowly. I will go towards pieces that are interesting to me. Like, oh, okay, that pops out. Let me see what this is about. Let's see the title. And so they have these little things next to the pieces called tombstone labels. Yes, tombstone labels. Interesting, but that's what they're called. And they're basically just a quick, short label that has like the artist name, the year that it was created, the title of the piece, um, if it was donated from a collector or another museum, they'll put who donated to donated it to the museum. And just like the facts, just the basic facts about it, some galleries and some museums may also put pricing for that piece up on there. So you can, you know, if it's for sale, you'll see it. But again, if you're in a museum, a lot of the work is not for sale. It's just for show educational purposes. If you're in a gallery for sale, big difference. But if you're in a gallery within a museum, still not for sale. It's confusing but that's how it works. And so yes, the tombstone labels are short and just will give you the the fast facts about that piece and um spend your spend time like look at the pieces you like. If you want to take a picture, take a picture if you are allowed. You'll see the labels around the picture. I mean, around the piece if you cannot take a picture. It will have a camera with an X. And that basically says no pictures. But yeah, take your time. Look at each piece. Go up to a piece that speaks to you. If you have the audio guide or a tour guide, 
they may go into more detail than if you are just looking at it by yourself. Um, I also like taking pictures of like the pieces and the um, label to go back, especially if it's an artist I've never heard of. Um, and I love that piece. I'm like, okay, I want to see more of their work. So let me just make note of their of their name and this piece. And so I do that. And um, just to reference later on. And yeah, I just go around each part of the museum like that, reading, taking time, looking at what piece um speaks to me there are people that come to museums and they will come with their sketchbooks I know as an art student I had to go with my sketchbook and sketched you know some of my favorite pieces but yeah there will be people sketching and for some people who enjoy going to museums or looking at art sketching is a way for them to remember the piece and to document it versus taking a picture of it it's an interesting it's a interesting thing but yeah so you'll see people sitting down sketching the piece you'll see people just looking at it um there will be people talking about it there are a lot of pieces that may be controversial depending on what museum you go to and what piece you're looking at and what artist it is and there are there are people who will have like full-blown conversations you don't have to be quiet in a museum I usually just go with what what's going on around me if everyone's like very quiet I'm not going to like whip up my phone and get on a phone call um but if everyone's chatting and stuff like that I'm like okay okay so you know you will definitely see people talking and then if you if you walk fast and you get through things fast you're going to um you may run into people who really 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 take their time at museums like will stop in front of a piece like no one else is in the museum looking at the same piece as them and will just like stand smack dab in the middle just looking staring for for like at least two to three minutes um, even three to five minutes, I really wanted to look at a piece and, you know, this lady was standing in front of it and I was like, oh my gosh, when is she going to move? When is she going to move? I understand you want to appreciate the art and look at it, but there are other people who are looking at it. Um, so what I do in that case is I go to another piece and come back because I don't want to waste time just standing there while that person standing there. It's not fun. It's not a fun experience if you're just waiting. So if you ever run into that where someone is taking their sweet time, admiring the work, which they should, but you like to go a little faster, don't worry. Like go to another piece, come back to that piece and you should be fine. Which is another reason why I like going when it's not as crowded because I like to be able to walk as fast or as slow through the museum and still be able to like not be blocked by someone else looking at the piece you will notice people who go to museums a lot versus people who've never gone to museums uh there is a certain sense of like museum etiquette where people are like okay I know there are other people in this room with me and they're gonna want to look at this piece too so let me not stand smack dab in the middle there are people who are nice enough to realize that and there are people who just don't care so (laughs) 
if you're lucky with your experience, you'll find the people who are nice enough to not block the entire piece, especially if you want to look at it. So take your time, go through each piece and yeah, walk, see what catches your eye, etc. Trying to think of anything else that may pop out when going to a museum. If you need to take a break, it is fine. Like take a break. Use the restroom, go get water. It is a lot. It can be overwhelming. There's just a lot of artwork. If you are halfway through your experience and you're like, you know what? I'm tired and I just don't want to do this anymore. It is fine. You can go home. (laughs) You know, some people enjoy the museum more than others. But again, depending on you and your personal needs, like do what you need to do. So after I've seen all the pieces that I wanted to see and I have explored most of the museum and I've gone to like the cafe if they have one or if they have a cool courtyard, I would check that out too and take pictures. Um, I will go directly to the gift shop. Like the museum gift shops are my favorite because one, they, if you're traveling, great place to get souvenirs too if you want to start building a little mini art collection or find something to decorate your place they sell prints and the prints are usually like copies of the pieces that you just saw in the museum so I like doing that also the prints are depending on what it is they're usually like twenty dollars or less and so Not only do you get to see the actual work, you get to take, you know, a piece of that or a replica of that home with you for the low. So um, I'm all for museum gift shops. (laughs) And also in museum gift shops, they sell like cups and mugs and um, pens and postcards. Like my favorite thing to do is to buy the postcards um, because they will have a a picture of a lot of the pieces on the postcards and so the postcards are like 50 cents to a dollar some some of them I've seen as high as like three dollars but like you what I do is I buy a whole bunch and I bring them home I make little collages yeah so there are different ways to you know start getting pieces or different things to decorate your space when you visit a museum gift shop and a lot of gift shops are huge like they'll have everything like books um and there are some that are that have two different gift shops so they may have one for like the traditional museum uh space and you know it will be things that are similar to their permanent collection and then you'll have the more updated gift shop that has items that are geared towards the exhibit that you just saw and for example I went to a a Basquiat exhibit at the Museum of Fine Arts and they had a lot of Basquiat inspired souvenirs and items based on his work in one one of their gift shops and then they had like just the regular stuff at their other gift shops so If there are two gift shops in the museum, definitely check out both if you have time. Yeah, like they have cool stuff in the gift shops. 
And if you are a student or a member of the museum, you can get discounts. Also, I think they give discounts for military. I usually buy my souvenirs and a whole bunch of things from the museum gift shops. If you don't have room with you to carry a lot of things from the gift shop, a lot of museum gift shops are on their website. And so you can go on their site and there will be like a gift shop tab and they have a lot of their stuff on their site and you can get it shipped to you. So if you are traveling and you don't want to add something heavy to your baggage or you just don't want to carry a bunch of stuff, you know, just order it online and have it shipped straight to your house. So I, that's that's the cool thing about technology when it comes to like museums. So you had a great time at the museum using Wrench's tips <laughs> and you bought your souvenirs at the gift shop. You got a piece of artwork to put in your living room and you had a great experience and you're thinking about coming back. Now, one thing you should consider and it's really if you really, 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 really like this museum and I emphasis on really like But one thing you should consider is joining the museum if that's something you're interested in. So this may save you money if you plan to visit the museum a lot. Like, for example, um, I went to an exhibit last year and I think it was like $35. And a membership at this museum is like $90. And so they have this thing where you can... So the ticket that I bought can go towards a membership to that museum and so that $35 can go towards that $90 membership and all I would have to pay $60 for the membership now again it's this is only if you're really interested in it but there are some cool perks with certain museums you know for example you if with a membership you can go to the museum as many times as you like for free you get special discounts within the gift shop And if you think about it, like if an exhibit is like for the place that I went, um, if the exhibit is like $35 and I want to go to two more that year, that's already $90. So I might as well have gotten like the membership and just, you know, used the, my membership to get a discount at the gift shop because I will always buy at the gift shop or, um, get that membership in order to go to as many, exhibits as possible a lot of the memberships are yearly memberships and you renew at a certain time some people may get discounts on the membership depending sometimes they may have like deals on the membership so if that's something you're interested in definitely check out their site call them see what they can do for you but if you see that a membership is worth it definitely take it especially if you want to go to the museum more often it should be worth it. And so those are a couple of my tips for visiting art museums. Now it's, I'm sure there are a lot out there that you can read about, but from my experience, this is what has worked for me and how I enjoy museums. So definitely plan ahead, make sure you buy your tickets in advance. If there is a free museum night, definitely check it out. Or if there's a day that you can go for a discount or for free, check that out. Check everything that you may be affiliated with that the museum is also affiliated with, aka like your bank, 
And if there's a certain day that your bank members can go to the museum for free, do that and um, dress comfortably. If you need a map in advance to figure out how long you're going to spend at the museum, check out their website. Once you get to the museum, get a map and don't get lost because museums can be big. You don't want to get trapped in them. <laughs> they, they, they won't trap you. Like, they have security. They will find you if, if anything happens. Take your time when you're looking at art. Go to the art that speaks to you. Go to the art that makes you feel a certain way. Like, mm, I can't believe this is like in a museum. Like, why? If there's an artist that is of interest to you, write down their name. If they have a website displayed or like Instagram or something like that, check that out too if they're a living artist. And, you know, take your time see what you like, can make some friends in the museum, have a discussion. If you want to sketch out pieces to remember them, do that. It's not weird. People do it all of the time. If you want to take pictures, remember to make sure that you're not taking pictures of an area that you're not supposed to take pictures in. Again, we don't want you to get kicked out. <laughs> and definitely dress comfortably, comfortable shoes, it's, it may be a little chilly in there. That's to protect the artwork. Remember that. You can't go up and say, hey, it's too cold in here. Can you turn up the heat? No. The temperature is for the art. Um, <laughs> and check out the gift shop. There may be more than one. And, you know, if there is more than one, there may be different items sold at each one. So if there are two and you have time, check them out great place to buy prints and souvenirs and gifts and if you are a student get a discount if you're a member you get a discount if you're military you may get a discount too so definitely check those out and if you loved your experience at that specific museum and you can see yourself coming back more than once or more than twice consider getting a museum membership Check out the prices first because I know we're all on budgets. Check out the prices and see if it works for you. See if they have a special going on with memberships. See if you can get a discount because you are a student or an educator and get that museum membership so you can, you know, elevate your art, your art knowledge. Like I, I'm all for that. And once you visit the museum, check out another museum, check out a gallery. Like these tips are very helpful for just looking at art in general. And, you know, it's 2022. It's time to, again, elevate your art experience. So I hope you found all of these tips helpful. Let me know which ones you use. If you have any tips for visiting museums, um, that you wouldn't mind sharing, leave a voice note with the Anchor app. It's free. And let me know what museum tips you follow and what you do at museums. And do you go to museums by yourself? Have you gone on a museum date? Are you still with that person? Because that sounds like a cool person. <laughs> Was your first museum experience uh, through a field trip? Let me know. And in, if, if you remember the museum, let me know too. There, I have a list of my favorite museums and I have a list of museums that I need to visit. Some of my favorite museums are the Brooklyn Museum in Brooklyn, 
New York, the Dolly Museum in St. Petersburg, Florida, the ICA Museum. So that's the Institute of Contemporary Art in Boston. And I also like the Museum of Fine Arts in Boston, but I still want to go see the MoMA. So Museum of Modern Art in New York. I also want to see the Met. There's a lot of things I want to see. So let me know your favorite museums and the museums that you have on your list also. And again, thank you for listening to Show Me Your Artist License. For more content, make sure to follow the show on Instagram at The Artist License and visit showartistlicense.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and share this podcast with your fellow art lovers. Spotify now has capabilities for you to rate podcast now so feel free to rate this podcast i highly appreciate it um again i'm your host Frinsha. i hope to run into you at a museum because you should go but yes i'm your host Frinsha. until next time bye